Welcome to Cover Stories, the podcast where we talk to musicians we like about music they love. I'm your host, Eric, and every week I invite different artists to cover a song of their choice and discuss what it means to them. This week we have Yoronas covering You Spin Me Round by Dead or Alive. In addition to discussing New Wave's influence on the band, we also talk about CBGB's, British Invasion Bands, Our Love of Green Day and My Chemical Romance, and the importance of representation in music today. Lead singer Amanda also talks about her time volunteering with San Antonio Girls Rock Camp, which is a great nonprofit organization that teaches girls how to play instruments and form bands. Be sure to check them out on Instagram at San Antonio GRC. Yorona's just released a music video for their latest single, Maggot House, which is available on YouTube. Be sure to check them out there and on Spotify and on Instagram at yoronas.satx. Today also happens to be Amanda's birthday. From all of us here at Cover Stories, we wish her a happy birthday. And if you're in San Antonio, you can wish her a happy birthday too when Yoronas plays at the Bang Bang Bar on September 20th. Be sure to check them out. This is Cover Stories. Uh, this is Cover Stories. My name is Eric. I've got my producer, Zach, here. Uh, today we are here with uh, Yoronas. Uh, I've got Amanda, Alexa, and Josh. Hello. Hello. And they will be covering uh, the Dead or Alive, 1984 classic Dead or Alive's uh, You Spin Me Round. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump right into that. What made you decide to choose this song? Well, we're like super into 80s rock yeah. <laughs> so it was like one thing we we're like yeah let's do something cool and fun and fun actually um, a fill-in drummer we have he started playing that beat mm-hmm. at practice one day that whole disco punk beat we're like oh my god like let's just jump in and mm-hmm. it was super magical we all just kind of jumped in and we played that cover and it was just for fun at practice but we we're like hey let's try and play it like for real and, and see what's up with it so that's cool yeah it was super cool yeah <laughs> That's awesome. I like when things kind of just naturally happen that way. Yeah. I know you had initially told me you were thinking about doing a Sushi and the Banshee song. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, Alexa plays it on the stand-up bass pretty well. I thought we were going to play that one today, so I learned it for today. <laughs> oh, <really>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, we're just, like, super into, like, uh, like gothy 80s rock, too. We just never, we can never really, like, find a cover so we're yeah. kind of just like all over the place yeah. with our style. But this one kind of worked really well because um, Josh already knew it on guitar and I had played the vocals for it before. So we're excited about it. Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to hear it. Um, what uh, I mean, wh- what about the song? Do you remember the first time you heard that song or what your connection to it is? So, I, I mean, I guess because like, I grew up with my family really into 80s and mm. I grew up watching those music videos. So um, it's always been something that I hold. And even like when I go out, I love to dance to like 80s music. I'm like, I want to put um, an 80s song, like have that disco punk beat, like mm-hmm. with Yorona's style and like see what we can do with it. So that's something that. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> and I, it was a kind of the same thing for me. Most of the music that I grew up with, or at least like my first taste in music was stuff that like my parents listened to. Yeah. So that one was definitely familiar for me. Uh, there's also that SNL skit too, which is kind of funny. Right with uh, 
Who was it? A Jimmy. Uh, oh, it was in the Jimmy Fallon show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Him and Paul Rudd. Kind of, yeah, that was kind Ooh, of funny. Paul Rudd. Oh. That was pretty I love recent. Him. Have you seen that? They re- I haven't. It's like scene for scene of the music video. Yeah, the entire thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. you were telling. I need to check it out. Dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came up in my in my research <laughs> about the song. When you're looking it up. Oh man. Yeah. What about you? What about you, Alexa? The first time I heard the song, it was on a um, infomercial on TV. It was like the classics by this. Like, and I, I saw that song on the infomercial and I was like, I should buy it. But I never did. It was always something like <laughs> kind of like forbidden and like, I don't know. It, it always represented something that I like wanted yeah. to, to get a hold of and listen to, but never like had the means to. Why was it forbidden though? Because yeah. it was like, it's like, I guess it was a representation of like something that I should buy. Oh, like, oh. like an something, advertisement. Something that I like. should like is like greatest hits of the... Of its time period, or I don't know, but yeah. But now we're changing it up. Yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not, it's, unfor, it's unforbidden now. Um, it's kind of like that one King song that's like about Coca Cola or whatever. Oh, uh, Lola. Yeah, Lola. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the transvestite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is I've, that what it's about? Yeah, let's see. She looks like a man, or she looks like a woman. Oh like yeah, a, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you just hit a trigger for me. I love the Kinks. Um, are you into the Kinks at all? Or? Absolutely, yeah. uh, Beatles, Kinks, just anything British. Yeah. Uh, growing up was like the Who, uh, the Kinks, of course, yeah. um, stuff like that. Uh, it was that and like Beach Boys, like that's what I grew up with. That's cool. Um, back I don't even remember, but Kono when they would play yeah. in the sixties, that's <laughs> all I would listen to. Yeah, exactly. With a little dog, like kind of. Yeah, yeah. You, know? oh. you can't see it, but I just leaned against the wall. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I grew up with. I mean, I, there was. There was, I mean, I had all like every music you think of, like at my fingertips. Internet was coming up and all that. Yeah, at that time, uh, but I wanted to listen to that. It just made sense. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> so, uh, but yeah, that's there's there's definitely an aesthetic for that. Um, uh, yeah. Victoria Betty Kink's the live version, at least, is like uh-huh. one of my favorite songs of all time, and it's just it's faster than the recorded version, and really? it's just the energy. I remember watching the music video and. Um, I had a, a when I was a freshman in college. I took a rock and roll history class as an elective, <laughs> nice. and uh, we uh, our professor was this. Do you remember Arnold from the Magic School Bus? Yeah. Is that before your time? I don't know. He's this character with like red hair that gets yeah. very nervous when anything Aww. is about to happen. I should have stayed home today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this professor Aww. looked just like him, like an adult <laughs> version of him. Right. And he was kind of a music snob, but he we talked about. One of the things we talked about was like the British invasion, and mm-hmm. he talked about how the the Beatles were more important, but the Kinks were always better. And I think he kind of like incepted me because that's how I feel now. Uh-huh. I love I love the Beatles. He I like the Beatles you. a lot. Yeah, and then now I'm just like, well, I mean, the Kinks were cooler, you know. Dang. <laughs> um, I'm surprised. Uh, so my first imp- the first time I remember hearing this song was in the Wedding Singer. That are oh, like, you oh. know what? Yeah, for that's sure. Right. Um, so. I've always associated with with that and with Adam Sandler. Singer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that was, that might have been, because I grew up hating New Wave. Oh. And I don't know why now. <laughs> um, like, why did I hate that? What are some yeah. other, like, New Wave bands you guys are into? Well, uh, we really like, well, I really, I have, like, a whole list. What the heck? Let me bring out my, we got plenty yeah. of time. Okay. I know. Well, I, I mean, okay, I guess... I grew up listening to it, and I probably didn't really like it too much when I was younger. It's like, man, my parents listened to this. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. then I really have, like, a love for it, like, now that I like to go out and dance at places. Like, 
man, this this music is so great to dance to and like have mm-hmm. a good time. It's just feel good music to me. Yeah, yeah. I think for me it would be like Blondie, Television. Yeah, for sure. Um, bands like that. Yeah, that proto punk uh, wave was a lot of fun. Like yeah, the, yeah. It was a it was a mixture of of the two. I think I well really if you can narrow it down by just saying any band that played at CBG. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like any of those bands for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Mar- Marquee Moon by Television is like it's probably the only song I really know by them, but it's just that song. It's fucking a good rules, song, man. It's yeah. a really good song. Um, another one would be uh, a band that I've been getting back into is Talking Heads. Oh yeah, they weren't really new wave. B 52s was really new wave yeah. back in the day during the Private Idaho days. Uh, but uh, for sure, like Talking Heads, like the seventies. Yeah, Heads. I like Talking uh, Heads too. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny. I've always associated, like, the 80s with New Wave and, and wedding singer-type music, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I it wasn't until, like, maybe around the time that movie came out. My I, I talked about this in another podcast before, but uh, Mojo Records, which is, like, a, a California, or was a California, like, punk ska label, mm-hmm. put out a Duran Duran tribute album, and I realized that John Taylor was amazing at bass. Because, like, you've got all these punk bands playing covers of these songs, and the bass lines are pretty much the same dude yes and he's singing at the same yeah, time yeah like what like what the fuck yeah can i cuss on this as well can yeah I yeah okay, for sure okay. can i cuss say, can i cuss is this is okay? it gonna be a bleep you can bleep no, it no, out that'll be probably funnier um dude yes i uh on youtube you can uh look up like isolated tracks yeah and uh the um uh, hungry like a wolf that slapping that he's doing yeah. it's amazing and he's singing at the same time yeah. it's its crazy it's it really that gets so good it gets lost under all the gloss you yeah. know and then I think lost that, in the gloss lost in the gloss, <laughs> gloss. that's a okay. we're gonna song that's a song name, name. Yeah. <laughs> okay um no trademark from here you guys can take it um <laughs> but yeah i mean it really does i you know i always assist i mean that was the time i was listening to a lot of like punk rock and I thought I was too cool for that, you know, too cool for 80s. Yeah. And, right. I mean, did y'all ever have a phase like that where you were just like too cool for a certain genre? I, <laughs> I, I, I went through a stage where I thought I was too cool for Blink-182. Yeah. Don't hate me, gosh. <laughs> that's awful. That is so. And then I came to my senses and I realized like that was completely ridiculous and they're amazing. It's definitely like a cycle. I mean, um, yeah. do y'all know who Mitch Clem is? He's a, he's, he lives in San Antonio. He's an artist, but he started his punk rock comic called Nothing Nice to Say. And the first issue, it's him, because he's, he's a little bit older than me. I'm 31. Um, and he has this thing where he's wearing a Green Day shirt, and mm-hmm. someone's making fun of him for liking Green Day. <clears throat> so then he starts like getting into zines. And then oh. the next one is some guy's wearing a Blink-182 shirt, and he's making fun of him for wearing a Blink-182 <laughs> oh, shirt. Gosh. That's good. And every cycle, there's always a band that yeah. comes up. And, yeah. and it's, it's kind of funny to think about that, because I definitely had that phase with Blink-182 as well. And I've gone Green back and forth. Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't get it started on Green oh, Day. Let's get started on Green Day. Let's get started on Green Day. So, there was a show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's talk and, about that. Um, <laughs> well, it was Lollapalooza 94 yeah. tribute mm-hmm. show at the Paper Tiger. And they asked us if we could do a Green Day set. And we only had maybe like, what, a week to learn? It was a week, and we had probably. Maybe one and a half practices. Fuck yeah, it was to so tough. Learn like seven Green Day songs, like a full yeah. Yeah. a full set for Green Day, and I'm like, let's do it, like, because yeah. I I loved Green Day. I mm-hmm. know, like, okay, people think it's lame. Like when I okay, middle school, I was obsessed with like Green Day, obsessed with my Chemical Romance, like that was just my thing. Same. Then high school came around, I was like, okay, I need to just chill out. That's super lame. Like I started getting <laughs> into like different music I be and like something else, yeah. But now I'm like, what the fuck? I still love it. Yeah. You know? So I was really excited, and 
we were pretty stressed, honestly. We, I mean, it was definitely exciting, but I think like playing covers brings a certain kind of stress because mm-hmm. people know how the song's supposed to sound. Yeah. And you can put your original twist on it, but at the end of the day, they're like, hmm, it's missing that one thing that Green Day brought. And yeah. Not, they you just know, don't yeah. take... and. It's just like kind of stress of let's keep the magic in the song. Yeah. I yeah. think what was also fun about that show is that we saw bands that we knew play covers like uh, American Swine did uh, L7, right? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, they did. They did they oh, did no, I'm sorry. Song. They, did, um, they Nirvana. did Nirvana and they did an L7 song. I'm yeah. They did Pretend We're Dead, which oh. is really cool. But they did Nirvana and I was like, oh, man. But I think for me, I guess because I knew them, it was kind of more like, Oh, okay, great! Like they're doing their best. We're we're having fun. Yeah, it wasn't really it's more about having fun. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like a competition or anything. We I were just out there doing covers and doing it our way. Yeah, you know. I think that we were putting a lot of stress on ourselves. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, we forget. Like, wait, man, this is just for fun. Yeah, like, it doesn't really matter if we fuck yeah. up. You or, know. Or I think that artists are their own like uh, worst critics. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Definitely. definitely, that's definitely us mm-hmm. individually. Yeah, I mean, share that yeah. you set the bar for yourself, and then you know if you if you don't get to that, even I mean it could still be good, and you don't get to that, it's going to be disappointing. Yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. I, I remember when they announced that that Lollapalooza, I was really excited about it, and then I think I was out of town when that oh, show actually shit. happened. Um, but yeah, I, I think that whole concept was really cool. Um, I know it, there's a, quite a few bands that backed out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. honestly, that's why they asked if we were down. Oh, mm-hmm. that's and we're like, it. okay, let's challenge ourselves. Let's learn in a week and do it. You know? Yeah. So, because I think I was actually singing backups for Harvey McLaughlin. Yeah. Uh, he what did, did a, they do? Uh, uh, bad Seeds. Uh, he the did bad, Nick yeah, Cave. Nick he did Nick Cave, Cave yeah. and the Bad Seeds. Yeah, so yeah. we did like a whole set with that. And while we're at practice, he's like, hey, y'all, um, we have a band that dropped out. It's Green Day. Yodon is down to do this. I'm like, what? Like a week before. <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah. I was like, for real? I was like, well, you know, I'm always down for it, but I don't know. And so we were just like messaging each yeah. other and. Andrea was like, I don't know, man. Like she was like yeah. freaking out about it. <laughs> She's like, I have to learn this Nick Cave set and like this know, and that. Dude. I'm like, it's okay. We got it. At that time I was playing drums and she <laughs> oh, was yeah. playing guitar. guitar. Oh yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it, but it was fun. Uh, we, we focused a lot. I think that what did show, we cover? We covered, uh, Brain Stew. Brain Stew was the best one. It was the best one. We actually continued to play that song in our set. Oh, cool. A little after yeah. that too. Uh, but mostly the rest was off of Dookie. Uh, we did um, Longview. Uh-huh. Uh, we did she. Yeah, she we did she. In, uh, screams in silence. Yeah. Uh, so we did she. We did Longview. We did one more. We did Brainstorm. We did one more. Welcome we didn't do Paradise? when I come. No, we that was on the fence though. Oh, we yeah. almost did. <laughs> We're trying to figure yeah. out like which ones can we do yeah. and like what works best for us and stuff. And like they seem like I mean like these songs actually started a little later on Green Day and My Chemical Romance. I didn't get into <laughs> them until ninth grade. Oh really? And I was oh. like, oh, okay, this is great. And I guess I grew up on the South Side in Highlands, uh-huh. and in Highlands, Green Day was still a thing. But the consensus was Green Day was only good up until uh, Dookie. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, Dookie, yeah. yeah. And everything after that was kind of like, eh. I mean, Warning probably you're teetering on it, but Slap Happy Hours and Dookie, that's Kerplunk. it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, exactly. So that's and nobody liked ended. American Idiot. No, and that that was still that had just come but out. I loved and it. Everybody's like, man, that's so dumb. And uh, it was just you know kids being kids. Uh, and then my com- my chemical romance, like I mean, uh, three cheers for sweet revenge is such a yeah. that's album. the best one. It's the best one. Do you like the one before that? 
Well, like with cubicles on it? With, or? The one with the, the, the smear isn't big enough for the both of us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, Jeff Rickley produced it. What? Fun fact. Because it's on his record label, Ivo Records. So Jeff oh, Rickley wow. from Thursday. Um, that's I had gotten like a wind of them, but I wasn't really into them. And then, of course. My chemical s- Yeah. Uh, Sweet Cheers for Revenge came out, and I was all about it. I mean, I think a lot of it was the music videos were good. So Fuck yeah, yeah, they were yeah. so good. It's like, like the that one for uh, I'm Not Okay. Yeah. You're like in school, I'm like, yeah, I go to school too. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. me. It's so yeah. relatable. That was hashtag relatable before hashtag yeah. relatable was even a thing. So. Um, I have a funny story about my chemical romance with you. <laughs> what? Um, so I was in this really like not great band in high school, and we played a show that was actually the day we went to my grandparents. Amanda okay. and I are cousins, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned it earlier. Cousins. Um, <laughs> and your dad was there. And I told him, like, hey, I just played this show. And uh, he was talking about how he took you to go see My Chemical oh Romance. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was, like, in eighth grade or seventh grade. And Reggie and the Full Effect opened for them. And he's like, yeah, man, they played this Slayer song. It was badass. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good impression of her dad, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My dad is I could like, see him saying so that. So we, we talked about... Badass, man. We talked about <laughs> Reggie and the Full Effect and My Chemical Romance and, and how you, you'd gone. That was pretty cool. It was cool. so fun. I love that That's show. awesome. That's a, that's a pretty cool show for being in eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> I thought I was so cool. I had like these chains on my, chains on my pants. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm going to my chemical romance. And then they stopped me. Security was like, you got to take those off, man. I was like, <laughs> like I was so I'm scared. Like, my dad was like, you can't wear chains to a show. But I mean, <laughs> you like, don't know that. Cool, but you don't, yeah, you don't know that as a kid. That's like, when it all started. Security yep. taking my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can was you that, still not wear chains to shows? Is that a thing? I, I would assume know. so. Because you can't even mosh it shows sometimes yeah yeah in yeah. some shows really ridiculous but yeah like the pit like yeah. some pits are like no you can't do that you know or some places are like that yeah um i think more festivals you can depending on the festivals but like pit places like paper tiger i think for some shows are like no you can't do that it's been a while i, I think the last one i went well I, I saw every time i die last year and that was mm-hmm. insane um and i saw you at against me Oh, back. that was such a good show. And that, yeah. that, one, that was a great crowd. Yeah. Um, I know you've had, I, I, I know I've seen posts where, like, guys get a little aggressive in the pit. Yeah, and, for sure. Recently at L7, L7 yeah. I was super excited to go because we had free tickets and uh, took off right after work, get there. So many, like, badass women in the front. So I'm like, yeah, this is dope. Like, we're, mm-hmm. everybody was moshing and stuff. And this mm-hmm. guy is like, well, I'm going to go in there, which is totally fine. Like, you can totally come up to the front. Yeah. But he was being, like, really aggressive, pushing all the women. So I pushed him as hard as I can. Like, this dude is, like, probably twice my size. And he grabs my arm to, like, fucking take me into the crowd. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And so, like, um, the cool thing is that the girls that were around me, kind of just like shoved him out of the way and we're like bro like get out which i was like i never experienced that like i've heard of friends having that experience but i was like what the fuck yeah too much yeah some people just don't know how to hold their yeah they're a little it happens though even like when we're on stage too we've had like i've had men try and do shit or tell us stuff after so it's kind of a it sucks but like whatever we brush it off you know yeah um yeah I was at that show. That was at uh, seven Stubbs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, no, Bear. Was, no, it was, was Barracuda. No. Bear or L7? Mm-hmm. Stubbs. Is it indoor or outdoor? It was outdoor. It was outdoor. Stubbs. And they had to... Stubbs. Really? Yep. 
Barracuda is indoor. Oh, I went to see Priest at Barracuda. Oh, yeah. That I was, was like, yeah. wait, I was, because it was like <laughs> two stubs. weekends like apart. That's yeah, <laughs> I went to like three different shows that month at Stubbs. It was oh, weird. Yeah. Everybody just was, it was going Everybody there. was over there for yeah. some reason. That was the second time I had seen L7 at Stubbs. And, uh, it's a good place, but man, yeah. like that the the GA crowd, well, like it's all GA, but yeah. at the same time, like that, it gets really cramped there. Yeah, uh, I was like, it was like hot. if you're looking at the stage, like the railing, I was right on the rail. I was like, okay, this is cool, but I went around. Uh, Sarah was there too. Yeah, and, and a lot of people were there. It was weird. I was I didn't see any. I I ran into Amanda outside, uh, but the next day on my feed, there was all these like all of my friends were like. You know, posting. I'm like, oh shit! There was so many people that yeah. were there. <laughs> so weird. They're so cool. But yeah, it was a really cool concert. L7. That's another 90s. I mean, 90s yeah. for me um, was uh, also influential. Uh, L7, Bikini Kill, yeah. uh, Bratmobile. I mean, there was mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff that was going on. And Bratmobile and Bikini Kill are starting to come back, which yeah. is great. So uh, Nirvana did a whole thing with Joan Jett not that long ago in California for a oh, festival. that's right. They yeah, had, uh, played that show. It's for uh, the Hall of Fame, right? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, no, it was something else, but I think it was around that same okay. time. Um, that was after, I think, they did the whole Hall of Fame okay. thing. Uh, but they they had played together before. But that was pretty cool. Iggy Pop is also doing his thing. Yeah. yeah. Right? He's never going to stop. He's been probably. consistent. I, I He's was, never going to stop. He's never going to stop. <laughs> My introduction Passing to him was on Pete and Pete. He was Mona's dad, and <laughs> he was, yeah. had no idea he was a rock star the when I was like of seven. Pete and Pete. Yeah. Dude, I loved that. It's one of my favorite. What shows about of what was time. that guy's name? He was not Artie? Mr. Frosty or the guy oh, that was like the big cone. Mr. Swirly or something. Mr. Yeah. Swirly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh well, yeah, we can hang out. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought up like Bikini Kill. Um, I I think Kathleen Hanna is like one of my favorite people in the world, and the fact mm-hmm. that. I, I just learned recently, I, so I'm going to be a noob about this. I didn't know she was married to what's his face from the Beastie oh, Boys. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, there's just been this like power couple that yeah. I had no idea existed. They're super power they're saying, yeah. yeah, they stay pretty quiet. Uh, yeah. The Tigra also is amazing. Oh, I love she the Anything she touches is, is yeah. great. Um, Decepticon goes so hard. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, that song's so badass. Pumps me up every time. Yeah. Um, I, uh, how do y'all feel? I mean, you guys, do y'all ever get that moniker about being, you know, um, uh, right girl kind of sound or we definitely have influence I can tell yeah for sure I mean honestly I didn't get into I didn't know about right girl to I was probably older mm-hmm. because I was so like they pretty much kept it underground I guess because like women in music you know yeah. I I was like oh my god this band is totally cool like yeah. the fuck like I should have been jamming them when I was in high school but I wasn't um but I mean now like after I know bikini kill just took me into like a whole different world of like women to the front like what the fuck like this is so inspiring yeah you know and actually um it's funny that you bring that up because i worked with um the girls rock camp this week and um the essay girls rock camp and they we introduced bikini kill to them the whole room was just quiet like yeah (laughs) yeah, like a bunch of teenage girls like 10 to 16 just chilling like in this old school cafeteria and we had Kathleen Hanna interview like on the the projector all of them were just fucking quiet just listening to her like talking about like the women issues in music and how we need to be um, confident and like get up to the front and like you know don't give a shit what anybody thinks just play and those girls it's so like it's so crazy that she recorded that like I don't remember when but probably in the 90s and Mm -hmm. 
you know, now uh, 2019, these girls are still being super inspired by yeah. it. Yeah. And they actually got up and were saying, like, I, I want to be like Bikini Kill and, you know, I don't care what anybody thinks. I want to wear this. I want to wear a short skirt and or I want to wear baggy clothes. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's this is me. Yeah. And I'm a musician. I was just like, fuck. Like, it, <laughs> it took so much for me not to, like, cry just seeing that. Yeah. It's like, this is amazing. It's inspiring to yeah. me. You know, I want to keep going for this reason. Yeah. You know? When I think back to when I was in high school, there were other bands uh, that were my age, and it was all guys. Yeah. I kind of mm-hmm. thought that that wasn't something that I could do. Exactly. Because the people around me weren't like me. Um, and the people that were playing shows were all, like... You got to shred. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't wasn't until I was in college when I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I just got to do it. Yeah, I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Me too. You're amazing. She's amazing. You are. uh, You're amazing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, you're definitely right. I think the only band, I mean, this might have been before your time too, because I'm old as shit. Um, (laughs) But Kevin Goes to College had a lead singer who was a girl, but they were like a ska band. So it wasn't really. um, They're really good. You should check them out. I'll check them out. (laughs) She had a kind of like a Gwen Stefani voice. Okay. Are they local? Yeah. Oh, I think uh, Jason was in that band, right? Probably. I don't know. Maybe. Probably. I don't. I don't. I, think I don't know their names. But for sure, I'll definitely check them out. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So, like, when you just mentioned it right now, I mean, I was trying to think back to like all the bands that I knew that I was either friends with or like knew through friends, and I can't. That's the only one I could think of that had a, one female in, in the band, one woman in the band. There's definitely a lot more female musicians out there. Oh I mean, yeah, there definitely be more. But, um, I think uh, me personally. Um, I grew up around women, so most of the bands that I've been in have had females in them, and I've been in a lot of bands. Yeah, it just was normal for me. It was just like, okay, can you play music? That's great. I don't care what you identify as or what, whatever. Like, yeah. you can play music. You can play music. Um, it was about equality. But I did see some of that, like, kind of growing up. Um, but for me, it just kind of made sense. Like, well, we're we're we all want to have love and respect and have fun playing what we're doing what we're doing so why should it matter what gender you are yeah. identify as um, sexuality exactly sexuality it doesn't it doesn't matter how you look uh race none of that it's just okay we, we can have let's have fun doing it um and that's the kind of household that i grew up in it was in it was like independent uh strong women because we had to be, yeah, or what they had to be, <laughs> uh, me too as well. Well, anyways, but like the thing of it is, is that uh, so my dad was always sick, and it was my mom, and she was always gone, so I had to be there, and so I it was just a house full of women, and uh, bikini kill. I got into bikini kill. Fuck, man, I was like, it kind of went hand in hand with Nirvana, and I got into them. When I was like fourteen. Oh, awesome! So I was like, oh shit, this is really cool. I just thought it sounded good, yeah, and I didn't know uh, that there was this whole thing. I knew about the movement, you know, in the seventies, but I didn't know that it was so prevalent still. I just was like, I don't know if it's like narrow minded or just kind of like, it's the opposite spectrum as a guy growing up with women and like, um, kind of catering to that, that going out in the world, I was like, what do you mean a woman can't do this or that? Like, well, why? Well, I don't know. It's just, why then? Well, what's the reason why? 
oh, you have no fucking reason, then shut the fuck up. You can't even fucking play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, you talk about shredding. You're shit, man. You know, you're playing out of a line six spider with a fucking cheap guitar. Fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen some really good players out there, and they've both been men, women, transgender. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So I'm just like, you know what? Like, you can talk out of your ass, and that's fine, but you're in your fucking garage. We have... Uh, we have women uh, bar owners. We have these things that they're doing things, and you're just being an incel buying a fucking computer, not really doing anything with your life. So who's really the loser here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's really winning? So I think that that movement I've seen uh, 28 years that I've been on this earth, uh, from when I picked up the guitar the first time during Live Eight to now that that is happening, and I, I'm, it's really great to be a yeah. part of that. I mean, we have girls camp now, like the rock camp. It's That's amazing, and I, yeah. if you have the time, definitely volunteer, because it was a great experience. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, man, who's teaching who? Like, I felt like they, they taught, <laughs> they taught me so much just by, like, their passion and their drive. Like, so, so, some of the girls didn't even know what the fuck, how to strum or what. Like, we literally had to walk them through that. And yeah. I felt like a crazy mad scientist conductor, like <laughs> just queuing them in. Like, come on, yeah. y'all. Like, I was so tired every day. Like, but it was totally worth it. After the showcase, them like pulling it together. There were some harmonies that they couldn't get, but they fucking got them on yeah. stage. I was like, <gasps> mind blown, dude. Yeah. I felt like a proud, crazy drunk Thea. Like, I was like, oh my God. You like, posted those videos, right? Yeah. So on your um, page? For sure. Okay. Yeah, I did. You should check them out. Yeah. Uh, y'all should check them out too. Everybody. They covered, they actually covered Rebel Girl. So they're called Rebel Girl. Yeah. They're super inspired by Bikini Kill. And then they were like, we need to cover Rebel Girl. Rebel Girl. Yeah. <laughs> and like the the youngest one, she's 10, showed up with these cute little pink tails and, and cat ears and was like, I'm ready to sing, Miss Amanda. I was like, wow. all right. And um, she's like, I'm going to say something before we play the cover. I was like, go for it. Say whatever you want. You know, and I, that's something I was encouraging them. Like, if you're upset, you know, some of them had meltdowns throughout the week. And because they're emotional, it's yeah. like middle school age. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a hard, tough time. Mm -hmm. You know, well, I'm just really sad about this today. I'm like, you know what? Thank you for telling me we should write it down. Because mm -hmm. sometimes with these emotions, you can turn this into an amazing song. Mm -hmm. You know, and they were just like, okay, like, really? I'm like, yeah. yeah. You know, like, your emotions are valid. They matter. You know, just express them don't be afraid what anybody's gonna say this is what this is for you yeah know? so yeah so she got up and she was like we're gonna do a cover and this song means a lot to all of us in the band and they start with rebel girl and i'm like <laughs> fuck they're so cool That's awesome. <laughs> i have a friend who did it a couple years ago i think he did it like two years in a row and he said it was cool to see he taught this one girl he's a drummer and he taught this one girl how to play drums the next year she came back and they had a band they started a band. Out was of, it Dream Place? Or I, don't, I don't remember Thank the name. Because oh, yeah. there's two bands. I don't know if y'all know this, but there's yeah. two bands that are active right now in San Antonio, and they're both from the camp. Rats oh, cool. and yeah, Dream Place. Rats and Dream Place, and they're so good. They're both really good. They're That's so awesome. good. Yeah. And it's so inspiring because I'm like, oh my God, like, yeah. This is, it's the third year. So two bands out of two years. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that one of the bands keeps going. Like yeah. they all want to keep going and do this. That's awesome. We, yeah. We, I hope to, to see those bands on the strip and we Fuck play yeah. with them. Like, and <laughs> that's the future. It's like, think yeah. about that. Right. So we're getting older. These, the, and they're coming up you know, when they're our age, it's going to be the same cycle. Yeah. So when we were that age, there was probably people cats on, you know, the, the strip or whatever doing their thing. that probably aren't a band anymore or whatever, or they've split apart. Yeah. So that, that's the future right there. 
Mm-hmm. I like that I mean, a lot of these younger kids, I mean, they're a lot more inclusive. Yeah. And I do see that a lot. I mean, I remember I've talked to friends on here and, you know, they're about my age and they talk about how, you know, they would see the other people as competition sometimes and they really regret that. Mm-hmm. And they feel that, you know, they could work together. Now that they're older, you know, they, they play music part time. They don't yeah. do it. And now they see like, you know, hey, you know, be on my bill. I'll be on your bill kind of thing. Dude, and yes. We got to keep. Yeah. Like yeah. we're all in it together. Yeah. So I agree. You know, the whole competition thing is like, there is no competition. Yeah. Like, we're all in it together. We're all in it to make music, and that's our passion. So, I think, like, <clears throat> and I can relate to that. Like, I had been in bands where it was like a comp- competitive sort of thing. Oh, mm-hmm. why does this person have this many followers? Yeah. What are we doing? That type of thing. But I think, uh, like you said, like the older you get or the more you start hanging out with these other musicians, then it's like it's a communal thing. Yeah. And you do accomplish more together than separate. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think also like the environment changes, like the, the like the landscape of the music scene in San Antonio constantly evolves, and I think it's more positive, you know, even mm-hmm. these past few years than it's been like the last five years, the last sure. ten years. Definitely, like yeah. it just gets more inclusive, and like if you have like one thing, like like a girls' camp that like makes an impact on people, like I think you can't even see like like just like the tail end of like what that does for the community but it changes it changes it makes a huge impact for sure especially like yesterday it was super cool to see the community come and support them limelight was packed at 3 p.m i I was like what (laughs) is going on right now like all these parents family like different like musicians were there to support this cause and or just you know the girls and Everything was just so positive. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Like I was, I gave him a pep talk. I was like, "They're like, Miss, we're so scared. We're going to mess up." I'm like, "So what? You know, like yeah. you're you're amazing. You sound amazing. Mm-hmm. Like all of y'all work so hard, and it doesn't matter if you mess up up there. Yeah. They're going to love you no matter what yep. because y'all work so hard to do this. Exactly. This is hard for any band like to learn a, a couple of songs in a week. I mean, we. We did that. It was hard for us to learn yeah. Green Day yeah. in a week. Imagine these girls, like some of them haven't even picked up a, an instrument yeah. and yet they're getting on stage at Limelight with the lights and, you know, the sound system. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. And I was like, you guys, just for doing this, just for saying yes and getting up there, you're already winning. Like yep. you're, yeah. you're already winning, dude. Like, that place looked like a Saturday night. Yeah. You know, like it's, it was insane. Like it was just really packed from the pictures that I, that I saw. It was at 3 p.m. It was packed. The <laughs> strip awesome. was popping at 3 p.m. Sweet. For the girls rock camp. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Cause we, we go through the same thing. We get nervous before yeah, shows. For sure. It doesn't matter if you've played a million shows and festivals and stuff like that. Like you're going to get nervous before yeah. it just, you know, you want to give it your all and yeah, you're going to mess up. You're going to do this or that. You're going to like feel like I, I personally, like I always feel like, Oh, I could have played that a little bit better. Yeah. Or I could have did this a little louder. Or they couldn't hear me or something weird like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're having fun, then that really is so strong. Yeah. So, that's the biggest thing. People aren't going to remember what you said or what you did or anything like that. They're going to remember how you made them feel. Yeah. So if you make them feel like, oh, yeah, we're having a great time, they're going to be like, yeah, okay, cool, you know? That's yeah. what people go out to shows sometimes as well to do anyways is to get away from uh, their daily life. Like you go to the cinema, right, to go yeah. see a movie and you want to get away from your, you know, like, yo, I'm going to work, I'm doing this, I'm going to work. So I just want to decompress yeah, after decompress, a long get, day. A, get away from all this and just kind of, get lost in that. And that's what some people go out to shows uh, that aren't musicians yeah. uh, do. I so. mean, even musicians too, because we definitely, I 
if I've had a tough week, I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm going to put it all on stage and I'm just yeah. going to like, as for me looking there. at other bands, it's, it's also like getting inspired. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Like this is great. What you guys are doing. Yeah. Like that sounds really awesome. I didn't know that was possible or that one chord progression or that little thing that you're doing with the synth. Those harmonies yeah. are Dope. Yeah, <laughs> those are my favorite experiences. The bands that make me want to start a band again. Yeah, like those are always my sorry. favorite shows. Um, Agent M was a coach, right? Formerly of Tsunami Bomb, right? Okay, okay, yes. And then <laughs> Did you fangirl okay. out or what? Oh my god! So I'm going to tell you a little something about Tsunami Bomb. When I was growing up in middle school, my cousin Joey he made me a, a mixtape, like a mix CD of like the Misfits and. Metallica like it just had like a bunch of random ass fucking bands on it and there was one song from Tsunami Bomb and it was Take the Reins <laughs> and I swear I would fucking repeat that song over and over and over again because I'm like who are they they are so great like this is the only female vocalist like, yeah. this is something that I wanted to do like to play and I swear I wore out that song and finally I was like <laughs> oh my god it's Tsunami Bomb like so cool Agent M so I got into that whole spiral like I, I love Tsunami Bomb the action design and now she has a new project called Survival Guide and we actually played with her at the Bang Bang Bar with her new her oh, new cool. group right and I was starstruck even though like, I was like <laughs> fuck dude like she's so amazing and <laughs> I look up to her and when I was actually going to the meeting for the girls rock camp she walks in. I'm like, what? Like, I, I didn't know how to react. Like, I just like, wow, like this is not happening. And then she's like, yeah, this is Emily and Amanda. They're our vocal coaches together. I'm like, I get to work with her. Like, this is like a, like a crazy dream, you know? And I was like, act cool, dude. Like I didn't know how to act honestly, but she's amazing. And we were a really great team and she was like super supportive. She is so humble. You know, she, she puts in so much work just, I don't know. It just felt so good that man, one of my idols growing up is doing like what I want to do. Like, you know, we share the same ideas and, and you know, the positive energy for these girls. Like we just really wanted to give them a good time. And she was like, I really enjoy you. And I I can't wait to work with you in the future and to go see your band play. And I'm like, (laughs) how is this? How is this real life right now? We partied together yesterday. (laughs) We like went to lobby and we're drinking some drinks together. So I'm like, this is like, this is it, you know, this yeah. is like amazing. Sorry, I just have to fangirl okay. a bit. <laughs> That's cool. No, I, I think that yeah. and it, it's it's cool for, I'm sure, the younger girls to see that too. And that like, you know, yeah. that it is fun. I mean, you you were in their shoes 15, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, you know. The cool the cool thing too, so my friend Jacob, his daughter was, um, a, she actually performed, she was with the girls rock camp and he had posted a video of her um, practicing before the camp and she was actually playing a Tsunami Bomb cover lemonade yeah and i was like dude i I saw him the next day at work i was like that's so dope that she's gonna be able to play that for for emily like she's gonna be he's like what do you mean (laughs) i was like holy shit i was like well i didn't know this was a surprise but emily is actually a band coach and he's like shut up dude and he's like okay well tell her that i was in the wrong key i'm like i'm not gonna tell her anything dude like this is amazing like this is for dahlia this is for your daughter and so um they actually put Dahlia in in her group. She was a band coach, and they played Lemonade yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> it was so amazing. Like, so cool to witness that. That makes me happy because I love that song. And I know that I remember years before when she was still with them, they hated playing that song. Yeah, she actually told me some backstory on that, too. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it was due to, like, vocals and stuff. And she toured with Avenged Sevenfold. Whoa. 
they played at Limelight one year and went to Hard Bodies after. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please tell me more tour stories. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, are there any other bands? I mean, maybe not from that era, but like even now, female fronted or, or that you you kind of feel that have that effect on on girls. Yeah. Now, like uh, of today. Yeah. Well. Um, well, the girls really liked Billy. She's not really like a, a in a band, but they really um, like Billie Eilish. She reminds me so much of Fiona Apple. Yeah, yeah, like that. So the reason I didn't really get it, like I'm like her music's cool, but it's super mainstream. Yeah. Um, but then after like sitting down with them and really talking to them about it, like they're like, "Well, I like that she um, she's young and she doesn't have to be sexualized." And I'm just yeah. like. What? Like, just sitting at this table with these young girls talking to me about that. They're like, yeah, she wears baggy clothes, so they they don't like, um, you know, like her for her for her body. And, you know, she just says what she wants, and she expresses herself how she wants. I'm like, okay, this is amazing. You know, yeah. like, this is really something and a great idol. And Lizzo is another one that yeah. they talked a lot oh, yeah. about. That's awesome. Lizzo is great because she plays the flute, and I'm like, I play the flute. Like, I want to <laughs> be like you, you know? And... Um, you know, they, they all really related to her as well. Like her just, you know, being, um, unapologetically like herself Yeah, and on stage. And I think that is great for the generation right now, especially with so much influence from the media. Like there's just, you know, we even had a seminar at the class, like, uh, fighting against the media because the media will tell you to be a certain way, but you can totally go against that and be yourself because you're amazing. Yeah. I as think, yourself i think like the movements of like social media and everything's like happens like on a smaller level like i think people have more of a chance to influence and make change yeah you know? yeah for sure for sure that's a cool thing i i uh i I've been wanting to talk about Billie Eilish for a while because no one, really? it's just never come in conversation. Cause well, now we can talk about it. She's I, <laughs> I'm a 31 year old man and I, I, I really like the song Bad Guy. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that, you know, it could be because, like I mentioned earlier, like it reminds me of Fiona Apple and I love Fiona <laughs> Apple. Uh, I think her cover of uh, Across the Universe is it's better than the original. <laughs> Don't at me. Uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, <laughs> she, you're shaking your head. Blasphemy. I like them both, at but See, at, yeah, at me, goddammit. I, I like the, I mean, like, that was kind of the borderline for the Beatles, like, when they got into drugs. And I feel like the Beatles were better when they did this more psychedelic stuff. And oh, I, really? they were on That's drugs? actually funny because Let It Be was when they were sobering up. Yeah. Sergeant yeah. Pepper is when they were on. Well, I wasn't there with them, yeah. but like, I am the, the consensus. Yeah. Yeah. So I always, I always go back to, there's this music journalist, Arnold Arnovich, and um, I, I've, I write music every once in a while. I've written for the current and stuff. And um, in high school, yes. I wanted to do that. Uh-huh. I had an independent study of mentorship, but I was, I was doing a lot of research and there's this, music journalist who had just died that year named Arnold Arnovitz, I think he introduced the Beatles to Bob Dylan and therefore they, they say he's like the butterfly that caused a hurricane that was Sergeant Pepper because Bob Dylan introduced them into drugs. The marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it was what during, it was like 65, the beginning of 65. And then they started doing like help and all that. And they really got into that. Like, uh, like, um, like during help and like eight days a week and all that stuff, uh, 
they started doing that was started smoking pot. Yeah. And it started getting towards that. And then you had a revolver and then that's when uh, psychedelic drugs were really coming out. And uh it's kind of funny because I was talking to somebody about this. Uh if you look back on like sixty seven, that's when Sgt. Pepper came out. Like it it now it seems like oh okay, it's it's that must have been like we kind of put that catalyst on, you know, pet sounds. Yeah. Uh Sergeant Pepper. They came out in sixty seven. There was still bubblegum pop. Yeah. Like there yeah. like this like <laughs> media, the the top two hundred, whatever, like the billboard wasn't psychedelic music. The psychedelic music wasn't like socially acceptable until like sixty eight or sixty nine. By that point, the Beatles were already doing Let It Be, and they were done with that. <laughs> so the rest of the world was like yeah. Summer Love was nineteen sixty nine. The Beatles were breaking up. Yeah, they were already done with that. So it's kind of funny. Like I don't know, man. Like the Kinks, they were very, they were rude. They were right in your face, and that's what I love about them. Yeah, but the Beatles were always one step ahead. And then people that's always true. bring up like the Rolling Stones, that's, that's, but the Beatles. I'm sorry. I mean, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, but the Beatles, uh, I'm a spokesperson for the Beatles. I'm just kidding. Uh, the Beatles, they gave Rolling Stones their first number one single. They're, you know, so there's that, that. That's why I say they're more important. Like the kinks were cooler, but that's just me talking with hindsight, you know, and like being cooler, right? Yeah. And the it's fashion, everything. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, just their sound. I mean, they were faster and they were more rock and roll, Yeah, but they probably wouldn't have done what they did without the Beatles. So I, I'm, I'm definitely aware of that. And like, you know, I, I think as I've gotten older, I've been able to notice things that are, are more significant. I, I, I can like the lesser thing and like that lesser thing more and still acknowledge that it's the lesser thing, you know? Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, it, it's interesting. Um, I like talking about Beatles covers because a lot of them, I heard the actual cover before I heard that it was a Beatles song oh, when I was okay. a kid. Yeah. Cross universe was one of them. Pleasantville soundtrack came out in 99. <clears throat> So I was like, oh, I really like this pretty song from Fiona Apple. And that makes sense then. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And then same thing with Jim Croce's version of um, A Little Help From My Friends. That's the Wonder Years theme song. And That's still a good song oh, like, man, cover that, that he did. That goes hard, man. And, oh, yeah. And Way harder than the original. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's, it's like circus music. And it just like, <laughs> it didn't affect me at the time, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, going back to Billie Eilish, I think that was the first time as an adult where I'm just like, I, I went through a phase like, I know kids were getting into like Mac DeMarco and like Ariel Pink and I didn't get it. And I hated that I didn't get it. I'm like, does this mean I'm old? Does this yeah, mean I'm not cool it feels anymore? Like that. And it I would be Eilish. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of coming around and I see people younger, like about your guys' age. It's like, yeah, I'm not really into Bill Eilish. I'm like, oh, you guys are going through the same thing I'm going, <laughs> yeah. I was going through. <laughs> There'll be another it's artist hard, later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of Mark, Mac DeMarco, but I feel like some of my younger friends like not even that younger like 24 yeah or whatever are into that I'm yeah like, i don't see it it's, i don't know maybe i haven't heard like the right song you know yeah. what I mean? like, when you hear exactly. the right song you're like oh, okay great then you hear them differently and then it's like a rosetta stone almost it opens up the rest <laughs> of their discography yeah, yeah. exactly it's all just gibberish till you kind of get that one like oh it clicks now yeah that's how i felt like ariel pink like he did a cover of this song baby which i didn't know was a cover and it's like this old like Japanese duo from like the sixties and his version of it's so good. Yeah. And I went back and listened to like Hanna graffiti stuff. And was like, Oh, like I kind of get it now. <laughs> it's kind of cool to, to go back and, and revisit that. Um, so we're, we're coming up on time. Um, is there anything you guys want to plug? Um, Oh, we have a Spotify. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Follow yeah. us on our, our Spotify, Instagram. Yes. We have a music video out. On YouTube. Maggot House. Yeah. Recently recorded. 
So, um, yeah, we're Yodonas. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being on here. I really appreciate it. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm really oh thank you thank you Uh, appreciate that I I really am looking forward to hearing your cover Um, so this is Yoronas doing um, Dead or Alive you spin me around Super. 